0: So Dramatic acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present and future, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and cultures. <laughs>
1: oh my
0: God.
1: Oh my God. Oh, warning. warning. For you, How dare you? But can diva. I see
0: that? Yes, we've never had a real life diva. Don't give up. A- warning
1: says who does he think he is i have some dirt will you confirm or deny maybe you should a <laughs> warning
0: <laughs> oh my god okay let, let's focus from reality tv to real life it's all just so dramatic with megan passetto this is bad behavior everybody calm down is the case for the fbi so scandalous Detective Megapus back on the case again this week. Not by choice, I might add. I was meant to be sleeping this weekend and I've been disturbed by some maths drama again. Leave me out of this. Leave me get alone. Now, guys, if you were just jumping onto this episode, you might be a little confused. This is actually part two of today's Juicy Jam packed. Monday, Tuesday episode. And I know that you're all eager to find out who left the voice memo, but seriously, you have to go back and listen to episode 174 first. There is information in there that you need to have before proceeding past this point. Do not pass go, do not collect $200 without listening to these two episodes in order. 174 and 175. Kind regards. Okay, so basically to summarize before we get into it, (laughs) I copped a barrage of phone calls from drunk Tamara and friends on Saturday night, as well as two abusive voicemails. Not one, but two. Lucky me, the Easter bunny is spoiling me. So the two sightings of Tamara and friends out in Melbourne over the weekend that I read out in the first episode tie into this. So this all happened on the same night. So keep that in mind. And that is You need to go and listen to the first episode first. Anyway, let's set the scene, shall we? Tamara's out with the MAFS crew acting like a fool in Melbourne. Meanwhile, poor old me, I was staying at home having a quiet night in. In fact, I was having a quiet long weekend in. My mum had actually been in ICU for a week, then hospital for another week, and she got out on Saturday afternoon. So I had planned to isolate myself from Thursday to Saturday so that I could go and visit her as soon as she got out because she wasn't allowed to have any visitors the whole time that she was in hospital, poor thing, because of COVID. But then I ended up getting the flu, so I had to isolate anyway, and I'm still not able to visit her until I'm 110%. So Saturday night, I'm at home feeling sick, feeling sad that I can't see my mum. I'm on day three of a juice cleanse, not for toxic diet culture like Bryce and Melissa's Celebrity Shakes, but to fix a health issue, which I won't go into because TMI, who cares? So no Easter celebrations for me this year. No Easter chocolate for me either. So I'm also hangry at this point. I'm also exhausted from the drama of Married at First Sight from the past four months. I have literal burnout, which is probably why I got sick. So I was looking forward to not being disturbed this weekend whilst everyone else was busy having fun. I was going to have some much needed R&R. Catch my breath. Then around 5pm in the afternoon on Saturday. I get three missed calls from a private number. And we all know that private number calls never end well for anyone. I don't answer private numbers on a good day. I don't answer them on a weekday, let alone 5pm on a Saturday night when I've got all this shit going on. Good riddance. Then at 8 or 9pm, I get another five calls from a private number, literally straight after each other. I'm like who the fuck is calling me? Did someone die? Did Bryce have another set of twins? Did Olivia leak more of Dom's nudes? What would possess someone to call this many times if not for the above? So I still don't answer. Then I get two voicemails. Not one, but two. It's like Christmas freaking came early. So I dial 321. And what is waiting for me on the other side? two abusive voicemails from Tamara and friends. And before you ask, yes, of course I have the receipts. You guys should know me well enough by now. I am not here to fuck spiders. I'm not here to play. Receipts is my middle name. I have got more receipts than a Kmart register. And that is where Tamara is probably gonna end up after I play these voicemails. If she's not already in the bin, let me play you the voicemails that were there waiting for me in my inbox. Get ready guys, buckle up, wear protection.
1: Saved message eight forty two PM.
0: Megan, you fucking so loud me Answer your
1: phone. What are you scared of a private number for, dickhead? Saved message eight forty six PM. Megan, how do you sleep at night, honestly? Living like a troll on social media at other people's lives. Like I honestly do not understand. Do you agree? Like, agree. we all agree. There's a few of us here at the table, and we just don't understand how someone like you can sleep so much. You must be sad, honey. You've got to go to bed at night thinking, I would really like you, me. Yeah. I still love you, Megan. <laughs> 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 I always do <heard> <laughs> be on your podcast
0: I have no words. Actually, firstly, I just want to thank my fans. I am so honored that you were all sitting around on your Saturday night at the club talking about me. I'm honestly dumbfounded by this. Shook to my core, firstly by the content provided by this screeching drunk menace, which I will get to in a second, but secondly, by the mere fact that Tamara would even send a voicemail like this and send a voicemail like this to me. Who in their right mind would send an abusive voicemail like this to anyone, let alone a gossip journalist with a goddamn podcast and zero fucks to give where it can be recorded? Is she seriously asking to be cancelled? Does she enjoy looking like a horrible person? Seems like it. Now, not only has she given me the receipts of a lifetime, (laughs) receipts of herself being a racist, nasty, abusive person, but she's also just confirmed everything that I've reported on her about being a horrible, nasty, abusive person the entire time throughout maths, to be true. More confirmation for my fake news. Thank you very much, Tamara. But seriously, this evidence literally fell into my lap I didn't even need to lift a finger. Look no further. Tamara is honestly just digging her own grave at this point. We don't even need to cancel her. She's gonna do it all on her own, sweetie. Now let's discuss the content, shall we? Tamara, first of all, I am not scared of private numbers. I just don't have time for them. CBF, you wanna call me? Call me off your number. Don't hide behind a private number. I don't hide behind an alias when I report on you. I put my name on everything. If you're so tough, why not call me off your number? Seems like you're the scared one. Now let's address the racism and ethnic slurs contained in the message. First of all, she called me a salami cunt. I guess since my job of being a journalist would technically be considered above her job of being an office manager or whatever the hell she does in Tamara's new world order. So she couldn't attack my career. So I guess she went for my ethnicity instead. I'm being serious now because all jokes aside, this is actually so insensitive and just downright disgusting to say to anyone. I have had family members literally kill themselves over comments like this. It is appalling. It is horrible that someone would even use these type of ethnic slurs as a means to degrade someone and put someone down. Like, Tamara, do you think that you're better than me because you're like, what, a full-blooded Aussie? Like... Get a grip, mate. It is 2022 in one of the most multicultural countries in the world. And Tamara is just out here acting like it's the 40s and she's striving for that blood purity or some shit. So just a few Sparks notes. Tamara thinks she's better than retail workers, hospitality workers, sex workers, Italians, journalists pretty much everyone at this point. You know what, actually, I wonder what Tamara's employee would think of her behaving like this. Maybe I should send them the abusive voicemail and we can find out. Wouldn't it be so funny if Tamara lost her job and became unemployed and I don't know, had to wait tables or something, work in retail, turn to OnlyFans for an income? Now, I would also be interested to know if any other media outlets have copped similar abusive voicemails from Tamara. If anyone out there did, please let me know but I highly doubt it. So it's weird that I'm the only outlet copying abuse when every single outlet in this country reported on her bad behavior. Yet the outlet that is run independently by a female, is the only one that is attacked. I'm not trying to out any other outlets. Pedestrian TV, love you guys, you know that. But I have seen some way more savage headlines come out of Pedestrian TV about Tamara than there has been out of So Dramatic. So I think the misogyny here is very evident. Also, Tamara's all like, you troll people online when she's just out here literally trolling people in real life. Retail workers, hospital workers, sex workers, and now non-pure Australians. It is also so ironic that she's calling me a troll whilst trolling others. Let's not glaze over that point. And lastly, how the hell did she get my number? But wait, guys, the drama doesn't end there. There is another plot twist. A few more to come, actually. After I got these voicemails, I messaged Ella and I was like, oh my God, you're not going to believe what just happened. Like what the fuck? And then she was like, oh my God, I just received a phone call from Tamara and friends as well. Ella actually answered the phone call and it was Carolina. Ella was like, why the hell are you calling me? And Carolina was going on about Mitch and Tamara saying, aren't you jealous? Tamara has touched his dick and basically trying to make Ella feel bad that Tamara is with Mitch and rubbing it in her face. She was like, are you angry? Are you over him? Like, do you care? And Ella was just like, no, Tamara can have him amen to that. I feel like I'm in high school with this. Like this is actual mean girl high school stuff. Like Poor Ella. She has literally been through the ringer with Mitch. She's done nothing wrong to anyone. All she's done is been a great friend, a loyal friend and a caring friend. She does not deserve this. Again, this just proves everything that was reported about these people throughout the series to be true. I actually feel like they're all toned down in the edit in hindsight. Their real life personas are so much worse. Seriously. Then I messaged Brent. Oh my God, you're not going to believe what just happened. Blah, blah, blah. Then Brent says he also copped a prank call of someone earlier in the week pretending to be Tamara. Then tonight, he also had missed calls from a private number but didn't answer. I then took myself to bed. The next morning, I wake up... And I was texting Domenica about the t-shirts or something. And Ella had told me that Domenica also got calls off Tamara. So I was like, did Tamara call you too last night? And Domenica said, yes, I also copped a call from Tamara and friends. And Domenica also answered the phone. This is what Dom said they said to her on the phone call. She literally screamed at me, calling me a cunt and then said, have you got your fucking teeth fixed yet? I just laughed and then she hung up. I didn't say anything. I didn't want to give them anything. I'm furious. Jack also got a call at 3am as well. Holy shit. Do these people not have anything else to do? That is absolutely appalling. So she's not only now attacking people about their jobs and their ethnicity, but also about their looks. I think it's now very clear that this whole group is just jealous of how popular and loved Dom, Ella and the rest of them are. But wait, it gets better, or should I say worse. I also woke up to a text message from Liam Cooper. He wrote something to my group chat with him and Jamie Gardner. Now, at this point, I still had no idea who Tamara was with. I hadn't seen their post or anything from the night. I did recognize Jessica Saracino's voice in the video. That was it. That was all I knew. I didn't know where they were, who was there, whatever. I only recognized Tamara's voice, of course, the screeching voice, and then Jessica. Now, Liam sent this in the early hours of the morning, and he said... I'm at the Osborne and guess who rocked up? Tamara and Jess. So they are all here, Kate, her sister, Carolina. I was like, oh my God, they pranked me last night. What the fuck? Actually, I need to stop saying pranked because it wasn't even disguised as a prank. It was just straight up abuse. Anyway, so there we have it. Tamara, Jess, Carolina and Kate, the awesome foursome, dishing out abuse over the phone to me and basically every other maths contestant there was. So now we have come full circle and those multiple sightings of Tamara over the weekend make a lot more sense now. So I can only imagine who was on that table when they called me. These girls plus like Steve Burley and co, all of my besties in the one place. I am just dying at like Tamara, trying to show off and act all tough in front of Steve Burley by abusing the people she hates. Bryce was probably there too. Jason, Nick Furphy, Patrick, the whole team of flogs. Tamara and co hanging out with Steve Burley and co really says it all. You know what they say, birds of a feather flock together. So as I was recording this, I actually posted a teaser in the group because I could not contain my excitement. I was like, it was literally burning a hole in my pocket, this tea. I was like, I have to tell someone. I've got to tell the So Dramatic community. So I wrote a teaser saying that i had received another abusive voice memo and everyone was guessing who it was. Now, someone actually wrote on the post, more tea about Tamara from Saturday night. They said, I saw her last night and let me tell you, she is rude as fuck. We were all at a table together with Steve and she is so stuck up. Think she's better than everyone else absolutely cannot stand her then me of course i was like oh my god tell me more they said she was with steve and a bunch of other people including my friend steve was nice to begin with but then turned super rude was all nice and loving to my friend but tamara my god i wanted to give her the benefit of the doubt and say hello but she just snobbed me off straight away, looking at me like I'm totally beneath her. It was so rude. That is so on brand for Tamara. Like she literally thinks she's above everyone. Now, also just to add this in, a lot of people were actually guessing that the person that called me up abusing me was Byron Bay's Jade Kevin Foster, who I did quite an explosive episode on last week. Now, I do want to say, obviously, it's not about him, but I did get an abusive DM from a friend of his after that episode dropped saying, leave Jade alone. Keep Jade's name out of your fucking mouth. Some shit like that. I think I took a screenshot. I will read it out next episode. But yes, there was quite a few guesses. It is very funny to see like how many different people were named. Mitch was up there. Olivia. NASA. The list of enemies is long. Let's just say that. Now back to Tamara, honestly, shooketh to my core. If this is how she's behaving when she hasn't even got her account back yet, just imagine what we're in for when she gets full control of her account back. Like she's already cancelled herself and she hasn't even got her account back. She hasn't even been able to do one sponsored post. Not that any brand would even want to work with her. Honestly, any brand out there that is thinking of working with Tamara cancelled in my eyes too. She's not someone you want to be aligning with, in my opinion. But wait, it gets worse. There is one more plot twist to this saga, guys. More drama still to come. Tamara just didn't stop with the racism and the abuse. She took it a step further. A source told So Dramatic that Tamara actually told some of the brides that if they speak to Ella and Dom, she will quote-unquote bash them. So actual threats of violence from this woman now. Wow. And here we all were thinking that Olivia was the villain of this season. <laughs> Producers were spoiled with villains this year. Anyway, it seems like Mitch and Tamara will make a good match because Mitch is all out here like, you're wigging brah. I'll fight ya, You're wiggin'. Take it outside. And now Tamara is also threatening to bash people. I should contact Team Ellis Boxing and tell them that they have a new contender for their next match. Now, before we finish up this episode, this bonus episode, Just a warning to any scorned reality stars out there who are upset that I've called them out on their BS and exposed their bad behavior. It is my job to report on things that happen. If you happen to do bad things, then I will report on it. And if you want to call me and abuse me or voicemail me, whatever, have it be known, put it on the record that it will be played on the podcast. Mark my words. But I thought that we had already learned this in episodes 12 and 14 with Amanda Mikolov, who sent me my first ever abusive voicemail. Looks like some people haven't been paying attention in class. Guys, if you haven't listened to those episodes, seriously, go back and listen to them because they are the two episodes that put so dramatic on the map. And Tamara, if you're listening, don't be mad at me for playing this voicemail because I'm sorry. But you put this out there. You put this out there on my phone. Of course, I'm going to talk about it. What did you expect? Warning.
1: Oh, my God. Okay, let's focus.
0: That is all the married at first sight Tamara tea that I've got for you drama queens today. Jesus. I need a resurrection myself after that episode. A birdie Beetle show bag at least. A lot of blood, sweat, and tears went into today's two episodes, guys. I was literally recording this on my deathbed. And I did have to also completely redo my episode after all the drama that went down over the weekend. So no rest for the wicked here, even when you are dying of the flu. So if you enjoy this episode, if you could please share it on social media to show your appreciation. Wherever you're listening to the podcast, post your favorite part of the episode, like with a quote or with a story, whatever. And and tell everyone to listen get them excited please also leave a review I love reading them so much the sassier the better there are some good ones in there there's also some bad ones let's drown them out and also leave a rating five stars only of course Guys, as I mentioned, there is lots of episode that has just dropped on Patreon. There'll be more dropping this week as well. There is also Dom's t shirts still available for purchase, getting quick. Don't forget 20% of all of the proceeds are going to the New South Wales and Queensland flood appeal via Give It, a very good cause to get behind. Make sure you're also following us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Patreon. We've also got our tea-spilling website, sodramaticonline.com. And if you've got any tips, especially about tomorrow after this whole drama, please email tips at sodramaticmedia.com. Guys, I am so sorry to do this, but... As you can hear from my voice, I have almost completely lost my voice, which is not ideal when you're a podcaster. I was meant to be interviewing our very first Married at First Sight guest this weekend. However, as you can hear, I have had to postpone it until next week. So our Married at First Sight interviews will have to be put off a week. They will be starting the following week. This week, though, however, I have a super juicy interview about a Survivor love triangle. You do not want to miss this. It is honestly explosive. There is a Survivor star a Bachelorette star, a Big Brother star and another person involved in this messy love triangle or should I say love square. Do not miss that, that will be dropping on Thursday and then the following week we will begin with our Married at First Sight interviews. Apologies, but I cannot do a four hour interview or however long they usually are. They're usually about four to five hours if we're going off Jamie and Liam's interviews from last year. I cannot possibly do an interview that long with my voice in this state. So I do appreciate you being patient. It will be worth the wait. I promise. Goodbye, good riddance and good luck. Ciao for now. Kind regards. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. So dramatic with Megan Facetto.